Welcome to Heating Up. Welcome to Heating Up. <laughs> yeah, the podcast about climate change, our dangerous future, and what you can do about it. What you can worry about. Yeah, what you can worry about. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I feel like one of the nice things about doing these things, like getting ready for emergencies, is that it takes a bit of that worry away. You're like, right. I'm a little bit prepared for it. Well, one of the steps to like dealing with anxiety or dealing with depression is to like take physical steps to solve your problem. Mm-hmm. Like, even just a small little thing goes a long way for your mental health. So I feel like, you know, we're doing a good service here, dealing with, because everyone's got this, what do they call it, eco-anxiety or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, we're relieving a little bit of that. (laughs) Well, also, you know, the news here, maybe increasing uh, it. Okay, how are we going to, how are you going to deliver me news today? Was it bad news, bad news again? Because it was not my favorite route. So the good news, bad news. Good news, bad news, good news, bad news, bad news, bad news. Bad news, uh, bad news, bad news, bad news. Yeah, that did not work. Today's news, well, today's news isn't really so much news. We're going to do three stories. I'm going to give it to you straight this time. Mm-hmm. Three stories, each one about disasters Is one of them the fake? Do I have to no, pick which one? No. Damn it. Oh, we could do that. I'll I'm, do that in I'm the future. I'm ready for it. This week, though, I did not have that. This one is Disaster Roundup. So, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so it's bad news, bad news, bad news. I'm trying to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, it, it's three disasters going on around the world. Just three. Last week, we didn't actually do news. We just did the, like, where to escape climate change. Yeah, uh, that's so, true. I had a slight reprieve. So we've had two weeks worth of disasters we got to catch up on. Um, <laughs> so, so we got to talk about three disasters. Okay. And honestly, I had to go looking for these. I hadn't really heard of Nothing any of these. Nothing just popped up, huh? No. So, well, I mean, they popped up when I searched for disasters, but none of them had <laughs> popped up before that. Anyway, well, so. All right, here, give it to me straight. All right, we can do, you, we can go around the world. Where do you want to start? North America, South America, or Australia again? <laughs> poor Australia. Let's start with Australia. Yeah, Australia Our can't catch buddy. a break. <laughs> yeah, poor, so, poor guys. Um, Australia is still on fire. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Australia, Tasmania, there's still fires going all over the place. It's still super hot in the summer there. But this is a second disaster. Mm. (laughs) North Australia, I think, Queensland, Australia, is actually catching uh, monsoon floods. Well, that should put out the fires, no? I think the fires are on the south. I think, like, South Australia is on fire. (laughs) The North Australia is underwater. It's a mess They need to just do little tiltsies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we shouldn't be laughing about it, though. There are... Yeah, monsoon floods. Hundreds were forced to evacuate. Uh, hundreds have been rescued. They had 50 inches of rain in seven days. Wow. That's four feet. That's a record for Queensland. I don't know if it's a... It can't be a world record, but it's a record. It's a lot of rain, that's for sure. Power was cut to 17,000 homes. And then there was this little, like, one aside sentence in the thing I was reading, which made me remember why Australia is terrifying even without the climate disasters. Mm, Because it said, at least three crocodiles have been sighted in the floodwaters. Oh, God. It's bad enough when you have to deal with floodwaters and evacuating. And then there's literally, like, a crocodile floating by. Like Wow. Yeah. So. Although that did just give me a fond memory of the crocodile hunter. Yeah. Oh. Steve Irwin, our creative him. champion. Do you, didn't, don't you miss him? Didn't you I love do, Steve Irwin? I love Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin is great. Yeah. Steve Irwin's family is great. Yeah, I follow his his daughter on uh, Instagram. Yeah. She's adorable and the Irwins just are good wonderful. People. Yeah, yeah, God. If any of the Irwins want to be on our podcast. Oh, my God. We <laughs> we're way be below the Irwins. So thrilled. <laughs> we would Anyways, be so grateful. But yeah, poor Australia can't catch They a lost break. Crocodile Hunter and now this. Yeah. It's because they've lost their champion. The earth knows. I know. He knew. Oh, <laughs> oh. no. Uh, poor. Yeah, but they're actually like doing stuff for climate change. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, the Irwins, good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australia, good people, I would imagine. Some of them are good people. I think it started out not so good. That's where we 
the where, prisoners or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, I think it, before that, it, they were good people, too. The oh, people, the aboriginals. The, yeah, the yeah. Indigenous, <laughs> indigenous people. Um, anyways, Australia can't can't quite uh, deal. No get, catching get over a break. It. Yeah, no, no rest for Australians. Lovely. All right. Next, we're going to come a little closer to home. Okay. Uh, the Pacific Northwest was dealing with Winter Storm Maya. Mm. I didn't know it had a name, but it dumped tons of snow over the last week uh, or the weekend. The governor of Washington had to declare a state of emergency. Major highways have been closed. Hundreds of flights have been canceled. Tens of thousands, up to 80,000 people were without power for portions of the weekend. Where is this exactly? This was uh, Washington mainly, but Oregon, even Northern California. So had... this was our choice for uh, last week's, uh, where do you go to, to escape climate change? Yeah, that's true. And now it is, they declared a state of emergency. Well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess it's on a sliding scale. Yeah, exactly. They got a lot of snow. But this was the storm that, I don't know if you follow the news at all, was supposed to hit us, but it went north of us. Mm. We're getting another version of these storms, like the coming storm, that like oceanic river or whatever. Oh, the atmospheric river. Atmospheric river, river. yeah. That's coming again. It's going to hit us apparently this next time. It was supposed to hit us this last time. Didn't, went north. That's why they got it. Mm. We're getting the next one. Either way, a year's worth of snow dropped in a single day in some places. Like, yeah, volume of snow. That's crazy amounts of stuff up in the northwest. Is there any positive to this because of droughts? So if the snow stays, great. Even if it gets warm and the snow starts melting in the spring or whatever, that's fine. The problem, the fear is that there'll be rain on top of snow. Mm -hmm. So the snow dropped like a thousand feet. What we don't want is this oceanic river or whatever atmospheric river to come dump rain on top of that snow because then that's like doubling the water Mm because the rain melts the snow. So it'll actually make flooding much worse or much more likely if rain melts the snow. And then, of course, the snow won't be there when we need it. The one benefit, it would be lost. Yeah. So that's that's the, the concern. Great. Anyways. Third, that was two. One more. That's it. Because you saved the worst for last, didn't you? Well, it's another two-parter. Uh, this is uh, Chile. None of these so, were one-parters. Anyway, yeah. please continue. So, this one is in Chile, uh, in South America. This was, uh, well, I really loved this line. Uh, Daniela Guzman for Bloomberg wrote the opening sentence to this story I read about the Chile disaster, which was, world's driest desert is flooding and some of the planet's wettest woodlands are burning. <laughs> and if that doesn't sum up climate and nightmare wait is this <laughs> wait a minute do i get the pass i can't take it anymore not quite we're going to talk a little more in detail about those and then we're done so this is it heavy rains in the andes flooded the at i'm going to pronounce this wrong atacama desert this is that desert that's like the driest place on earth i think like nasa goes there to do their mars simulations <laughs> because it's so otherworldly yeah super dry never rains there but it's flooding uh significantly well if it ever gets rains of course it's gonna flood sure uh, washed away houses and roads, leaving at least six dead. Oh, my uh, gosh. 37,000 without power. And the town of Kalama uh, without tap water for four days. It's a long so time. we're doing the water prep. I felt like that should be something to mention. There's a town just this week didn't have tap water for four days. So get your water. I am not prepared for that right now. Yeah, so we're doing the water prepping right now. There's a good reason to do it. There's a town uh, there's, right yeah. now. No water. And we've got the atmospheric river headed our way. I could have power outage. Could have power outage. Could have any number of things. Meanwhile, so while this is, so oh, like Chile God, is, is a long state. Yeah. I don't know. You, 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 are you good with geography? I don't know. No. You, okay. I, I love geography. I Chile nerd. is very long along the spine of South America. So northern Chile is where all this is happening. In southern Chile, it's temperate forest. And that 
forest is on fire. There are over 600 fires burning in southern Chile. Jeez. Yeah. How big is the area that they're burning in? I don't know. 600 fires. 600 fires. What point do they turn into one fire? <laughs> yeah, it's a mega fire. God. And the city of Santiago, the capital of Chile, ha- hasn't seen average rainfall in a decade. And if you haven't had your average in over 10 years, guess what? Your average is different now. Mm. So, like, but yeah, that's Chile right now. So there's three disasters that are happening while we've been doing these preps. I'm yeah. going to need another soda. Uh, all right. We're going to take a break up. and then we're going to come back with uh, the last half of our water prep. We're going to actually purify some water, guys. Last week, we started the water. We talked about how much you need, how to get it, how to store it. This week, we're going to continue the theme of water, and we're going to get into how to clean some water in an emergency. Let's say you run out of your two-week supply, or you, know, you, you never don't, got it you, together. You're like Corinne, and you left it in your car, <laughs> unfilled, and there's an emergency. You need to get some clean water. You know, or you, the water you have, or let's say you're on a hike. You get lost in the woods. You mm-hmm. don't know how to clean water. We're going to talk about how to clean water. So there's a lot of reasons you should know how to do this. Uh, obviously, you can't, like we said last week, you can't rely on your tap water to always be clean and safe. Flint, Michigan, perfect example, <laughs> uh, who still does not have clean water. Uh, and how many uh, years are we on now? Four or five? Yeah, I think that they haven't quite fixed up Puerto Rico yet since their uh, latest hurricane. Oh, they're nearly there, I'm, I'm sure. sure. Yeah, your tap water can be completely ruined. There are cities in in California, they don't have clean tap water. Aaron Brockovich's town still doesn't have clean oh, water. Oh, man. Uh, you know, that's been, what, like 15 years, something like that, 20 God, more years? More than that, yeah. yeah. Long time. So you can't rely on that water. Sometimes you don't know what the water situation is. Sometimes you're maybe hiking, whatever. Getting to know how to clean water is a good skill to learn. And it's pretty simple. So uh, what are some of the things that can get into your water? Ooh, ooh, I know. You know? Uh, well, this is straight out from... Uh, what do you call it? The, those tests you have to take, the food service tests. Yeah. You've got, you've got a physical contamination, so actual items in there, right? Yeah. So this could be anything from like sticks and leaves. Glass. You know, glass, any sort of physical mud uh-huh. stuff that gets up in your water. So if the water is cloudy, there's clearly something physical in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Physical contaminants is the first one we're going to clear out. Second level? Okay. Well, I'm going to go with my true answer. I saw your notes, but my second answer would have been chemical. Chemical. Well, yeah, it's on. It was what I listed as third, but right. same idea. Chemical contaminants are like heavy metals. Uh, so if you have lead in your water, Flint, Michigan, uh, <laughs> if you have chemical spills in your water fracking, if you have you know any sort of heavy metal or chemical in your water, that's your chemical spills. Okay. And the last category. Well, I cheated. It's microbes. Yeah. So these are you know your E. coli or your whatever gets into your water, bacteria. Like we talked about last time, if, you know, your swine butcher, what do, you, what do they call it? <laughs> so that seems like a physical contaminant, I it's guess. Probably it's probably both. It's a little bit of both. But like if there's poop in your water, it's You're not so much... both physical problem, but more so... More so, yeah. The, the yeah. E. coli. So uh, microbes you want to get out of there as well. So we're going to deal with some ways to get rid of these things. The hardest of those to get rid of, though, is the chemical contaminants. And we'll get into that yeah, that's we go along. Yeah, that seems like it. So the first step to taking any water, so let's say you find a water source, and the first thing you're going to do is you're going to want to filter that water, physically remove it. 
The best way to do this is if you have a pre-purchased filter or a pre-made filter that uses active charcoal or some nice fancy stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you've seen those life straws. That's oh, essentially man, what those are. Straw. There's a million different types of one. You actually got me a good one for I Christmas. Did. We're going to get into those portable filters a little later when we do bug out stuff because they're great to carry. They're light. They're cheap. But we're going to assume, worst case scenario, you don't have one of those. Right. You can make one yourself. You can filter it using coffee filters or paper towels or like an old T-shirt you know, or cloth, a bandana. Any sort of thing that's going to physically block items from getting in the water. You're going to like pour the water from its current location to another or like scoop it up and drain it mm -hmm. through that filter so that you get the water without those physical things. If it's still cloudy, mm -hmm. you can even just let the water sit. So sometimes if you let the water settle, it just kind of settles to the, the contaminants ground. will either settle to the bottom or the top and you can either scoop them off or just pour off the good water right. after that. So filter it. That's step one. Okay. Step two, purify. And like all good purifications, it starts with fire. Boiling. <laughs> yes. Boiling is the easiest way to purify your water. It's the classic method. You boil water. You take it. You boil it up good. Get it to a rolling boil. Yeah. You don't want to simmer. You want yeah, a rolling. You want a rolling boil and you want it to boil for a good minute or more. Does it, that uh, depend on how much water you've got? It actually depends more on the elevation. So the oh, higher okay. up in elevation you are, the more you want to boil it. But in most locations, if you boil for a minute or two, you're going to be pretty good. Okay. Uh, boiling. So just getting to the point of boiling really is what has killed it, not the yeah. time spent It's boiling. that you cooked everything in there. So okay. those microbes can't uh, re reproduce. Okay. So boiling the water is effective for the vast majority of bacteria. The downside to boiling water is it does not remove the chemical contaminants, like we said. It actually makes it worse. Yeah, it can, it can actually make it worse. That's what they did to the poor worse. people in Flint, Michigan. Boil your water. Just kidding. Now you have even more intense mercury. <laughs> yeah, because you've boiled <laughs> off. lead. Yeah, so what happens is the lead has a high, or a lower or a higher boiling point than the water. So when you boil it, you evaporate off that water. So you've actually concentrated the lead in the it's water. It's stronger lead. Yeah, it's actually worse <laughs> for you. So... If That's your really water funny. is chemically contaminated, really, you need to distill it like you would like an alcohol still. And there's ways to do that at home. It's that actually sounds complicated. It's actually pretty simple, but we're not going to do that today. That'll mm -hmm. be a later prep. That's like a second level okay. sort of thing. That might be so, third level. Yeah. Well, it's actually not that hard to make your own sort of still for water. I don't believe it. It's hard to make the alcohol. Well, it's not even that hard to make the alcohol. But uh, it's hard to... <laughs> yeah. You, if you want to go blind, it's easy enough. Oh, God. But uh, it's easy enough to distill uh, water. All right. You know, in a, in a pinch. But we're going to just talk about boiling. And then the other method is the one we're actually going to do today. We're going to do a prep, Corinne. I, you can't even say that I'm lazy because I'm going to actually do it. We're going to go into the backyard, find some water. No. Yeah. No. We're going to filter it. Oh, no. <laughs> and we're going to clean it the other way. No. Yeah. So, no, you have chicken shit back there. It's not in this water, Dog I guarantee you. Shit. Where did you find this water? Did you find it earlier? Are we going out no, there right now? No, we're going to go out there right now. Can we get it for the hose? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is how I know no. you'd love it. <laughs> I told you when you were coming over that you'd really enjoy this. I can't this. do this. All right. Anyways, so the other method to purify water. Also, the other problem with water is if you have a lot of it or you don't have the method to heat up water, like boiling if you're trying to build like a campfire and boil water, it can be harder than you think. Yeah. Uh, if you've not done that before, just try it out. See how long it takes you to build a fire with twigs that boils water. It does not work great. So if you don't have a really good fire source, boiling is maybe not the best option for you. Yeah. A good option, if you uh, alternative option though, is using bleach. 
I'm still thinking about the fact that I had to drink outdoor water. Yeah. It's got to have that, chicken poop in it. Let that marinate for a little bit. Okay, but people don't understand your backyard. It doesn't You've have got chicken poop in it. It's up from where the chickens would be. It rained yesterday. And raccoons. We don't have that raccoons. yard is feral if I've ever seen it. Uh, anyways, we'll get into that when we go gather the water. Let me talk about bleaching water for a minute. Okay. All right, so if you aren't going to boil the water, you gotta you can use bleach obviously don't drink a ton of bleach it's not great for you to ingest in <laughs> we quantities don't recommend that. but there are in emergency situations quick easy methods for using it you can find uh, directions for how to do it on the fema website on the epa website on the center for disease control website so tons and tons of like resources for how to you know get water in a flood situation or whatever else tell you yet you this is possible i got these directions that we're going to use today from the clorox website but yeah they're the exact same ones from buzz marketing yeah well they make bleach i don't know they're like the only place (laughs) and you know the fema site has the exact same ones this one was just a little easier for me to print so that's what i'm using so the bleach works what you want to make sure you're using is unscented plain bleach so if you have you know laundry scented bleach or some fresh scent in it or tropical you don't want whatever, any of that. don't want any of that. You need to get the plain, easy stuff. Which can be more difficult to find than you would imagine. Yeah, I was a- was not able to find it at the 99 cent store that I went to first. I uh, did find it at the next store I went to. So look for unscented bleach. Buy a small container of it. It's actually useful for a lot of things. So In yeah. prepping or in life? In prepping and in life. <laughs> yeah, I use bleach all the time, actually. Yeah, it's a good thing to have. So if you don't have any bleach, go, go do yourself a favor and buy a $2 <laughs> bottle of bleach. It, yeah, and it's not too expensive. Yeah, not expensive at all. All right, the other thing is bleach also does not get the chemicals out of water. So if your right. water is contaminated or hard, you know, has lead in it, what do you do well you really it comes down to two things like i said you really have to distill the water for the most part and you really have to know what's in the water so you already have to know what chemicals are in the water that basically seems like yeah. in what scenario you it's a very rare occasion we're going to know exactly the chemical that was spilled um yeah they tend to release that information you, you what you really have to know is what's in it and what the boiling point of that thing is mm. so for most of those things if the boiling point of water is lower than the boiling point of that material, you can distill it out of the water. Because right. a distilled spirit is essentially capturing that evaporated water and then condensing that back into drinkable water. Mm. So you boil it off. The stuff that's boiled off doesn't have the chemical in it. And then you condense that into water. Gotcha. And you drink the boiled off stuff. You, know, you don't get as much of it as if you were to just boil the water and drink the right. boiled water. But it's like capturing the other water. It's so, a smaller amount. But yeah. But it works. For the most part, but you really have to know what's in it. So that's a little next level for us. Yeah. Um, active charcoal also helps to get chemicals out of it. Um, so a lot of pre-store, like store-bought filters, use activated charcoal um, and other things that are in them to. I hear about charcoal all the time. It's in your face masks. It's, it's in those. In... <laughs> yeah, there are. I mean, so like if you buy a store-bought filter, most of those can take care of a lot of chemical contaminants. Okay. Uh, so we'll so get like in... the stuff that you'd get in like the one you put in your in your fridge, like with. You know, yeah, like some a, of those like do a... some. Well, like the ones, like the Brita's or whatever. I try not to say it, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't trust those as much as I would, like, there are some designed for kind of survival or, Uh you know, purposes. But they still do use the charcoal, so in theory it should be pretty good. You should read the fine print. Mm, Okay. All right, but either way, enough of that. Let's get to getting this water. Uh, We really, do we have to do it like this? So we're going to take a little second break, and then we're going to go live from my backyard. Oh, no. All right, we are currently heading out to my backyard, and 
This is my feral backyard. I know you can't see it, so we're going to paint a picture with our words. It looks a bit like a disaster zone. There are two inoperable chicken coops. Uh, the chickens themselves are in my garden beds, which currently have no garden. And they are eating the grass that's growing wild in there. Uh, there are two dogs out here, one of which is pooping. Yeah, that's what they do. And we've got a beehive over there. And the next thing that we have right here is the water dish that we use to feed the chickens. It just fills up with okay. rainwater. So it rained so... yesterday, so it's full of nice, clean rainwater. Okay. And this is water that is dripped from... Could have been the roof. Didn't could, drip from the roof. Could have dripped from the roof. Definitely has been pooped, peed, and drank out of from the chickens and the dogs, possibly squirrels, raccoons. Dogs and chickens are too smart to poop and pee in the water. Are the chickens... Really? The chickens, I've never seen the chicken poop or in the water. They look pretty dumb. They're smarter than you Bird think. Bird-brained, really. All right. Anyways, we're going to take this water. We're going to clean it up. Water. You're going to drink this water. Let's get the water from the hose. Nope. <laughs> All right. We're going to grab this thing and we're going to bring it inside. No. Okay, so... This one is really my fault, but we kind of failed at recording us actually filtering the water. So I'm going to narrate what happened. We brought the water dish in and I had already set up in our sink a two quart container. And over the top of that two quart container, I had put a funnel. And on top of the funnel, I'd laid two kind of dish towels that were clean and we poured the water through the dish towels through the funnel into the two quart container filling the two quart container the dish towels were there to remove physical contaminants and then once we got two quarts of water we got our bleach out and we added bleach to the water you add the bleach at a rate of about two drops per quart so you need a little eyedropper and we dropped four drops into two quarts of water and you're supposed to allow it to wait or sit for at least 30 minutes uh, if the water is super cold you can or cloudy, you can let it sit for a little longer, about an hour. And that's what we did. We let it sit and we continued with our day. All right. We are back. We've now waited an hour. We've got our water. I've poured it into these little glasses. And, well, first off, when we got the water, we looked at it. It was not cloudy, and it had a slight kind of pool smell. It smelled a little bit like chlorine. It smells good. And now Auntie is making a very grumpy, very sad face. She looks like a kid that's being forced to eat their broccoli. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> Which is funny because MJ is also here with us, my daughter. Hello. And she is super excited to drink the water. So she's sitting right next to I feel Corinne. like MJ should she's get literally to do like this bouncing for in me. her chair like with the excitement to try this and Corinne could not be less enthused to be here. <laughs> I also just I also just injured myself. So I feel like I shouldn't have to drink this water. Mm, drink it. It's got miracle healing properties. <laughs> All right, you're um, everybody ready? Cheers. 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 And I'm making sure Corinne drinks it. She's drinking it. Oh, 
Tastes like pool water. <laughs> it tastes, tastes like a pool lot water. like pool water. Yeah, because uh, Auntie made us put a little extra bleach in there. Because uh, not not enough to be dangerous, obviously. But it's within the parameters what they say you can add to it. But uh, yeah, tastes like uh, water. I'll nice never be the same. You'll never be the same. <laughs> All right, so we've purified some water. Good you job, guys. You can drink Peace. garbage water and you'll be okay. Probably. I don't know. Ask in an hour. Yeah. We'll come back next Updates week. Let later. you know. Updates. Maybe there won't ever be another episode. <laughs> yeah, signing off for what may be the last time on the Heating Up Podcast. No. That is how you purify water. So boiling, the easiest, best method if you can. If not, this bleach method works good. Water tastes like pool water, mm. um, which is everyone's favorite water. <laughs> no one ever feels sick after swallowing so a gulp of So if you don't want to do water. either, if you don't want to have to rely on bleaching your chicken water. Get your water ready. Get your water preps ready. This is, should be uh, an incentive Valuable for lesson. Corinne. Are we done with making me taste nasty water? No. We're done with making you taste nasty water today. <laughs> I can't guarantee that we will not taste nasty water again in the future. We've got all those like uh, portable filters to try. We're going to get some life straws. What's the point of just drinking tap water with a life straw? Chris? Just because, you know. We're going to go to like Lake Natoma and drink some no. water. Yeah. We are it's not. It's clean water. No, it's not. Oh, well, it's cleanish. It's not clean. Anyways, that's purifying water. Thank you so much for listening. If I died, my brother caused my death. I want everyone to know that. If she dies, like, subscribe, review <laughs> the podcast. Thank you very much. And yeah, go to our website. You can see the links to, we'll have up there, links to step-by-step how to do this, including like how much bleach to put in. All sorts of depressing news links. Yeah, check the show notes. And yeah, don't forget to contact us if you have any questions or suggestions for the show. Yeah, have a great day. Oh,